0: Welcome to Meming of You, where we examine memes and viral phenomena.
1: We'll take a deep dive into the person behind the meme, the meme's effect on internet culture, and how it impacts the lives of those involved. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Kyle. Who are we memeing of today?
0: Today we talk about one of the most ubiquitous and adorable memes out there, which is Success Kid. Yeah. Yeah, so first of all, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. I gave you a little bit of an update, but teaching is going well. I feel like I'm in the groove. It is... I'm not scared of it anymore. Good. And I'm having some really wonderful classes. I think you saw on Instagram my posts of the most adorable (laughs) things ever.
0: I screenshotted one of them. Yes. The one, the drawing of you. Yes. And you look like. Weird Al Yankovic yeah. in the drawing. It's so cute.
1: Like, I have a little bit of facial hair going on right now, but it was a very prominent mustache drawn <laughs> on a, there.
0: It was a full on, not even Weird Al. It was like Daniel Radcliffe as Weird yes. Al. Yes.
1: <laughs> Did you watch the trailer, by the way, for that?
0: uh No, not yet. I've just seen photos.
1: The trailer sucked.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: I'm, oh, no. I am very hopeful that it's going to be a fun movie, but. It was just a weird, and it's a Roku TV oh. thing production or something, so you can tell the budget's a little, yeah. a little smaller. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited. I think he's an interesting casting choice, and Very. the trailer does make it look more. I thought it was going to be more like biopic type, mm-hmm. and this feels like it's a silly version of that. So it's kind of right up the the alley of of what it should be. Right, a lot of breaking the fourth wall, a lot of weird. Like, there's a uh, clip where he goes. Somebody hand me an accordion and like three accordions like pop in from different angles from the screen. <laughs> so it's, it's like, it's silly. I think it'll probably yeah. be fun. Just a real shitty
0: trailer. <laughs> Hopefully they're just trying not to give too much away in the trailer. Maybe.
1: Maybe it was just a little teaser and I I want more. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because yeah, you're a Weird Al fan, right? I
1: do. I like him. I mean, I okay. haven't listened to his stuff in years probably, but I grew up with him and mm-hmm. I did go see him live when he was in Portland a couple of years ago. Uh, um, how was that? Amazing. Really? He played Revolution Hall. So it was tiny audience i was in like the fourth row it was him and his band that he's had for decades Mm -hmm. same band he played it was called like the ridiculously self-indulgent tour or something like that Mm -hmm. so a lot of the music was actually just original music by him and not parody stuff he did play some of his greats but it was kind of just a reason for him and his band to just jam
0: how are how was the crowd
1: so into it yeah and it was all like people in their 40s and yeah. and you know naturally yeah yeah
0: well, that's so cool yeah it was really <laughs> great speaking of revolution hall this is part of why my week has been a shit show as i mentioned to you earlier last weekend my friends and i had plans to go out to revolution hall and see welcome to nightville and so my friend lives in lynn county like way down Corvallis. Yeah. Is that Lynn? County? Yeah. She'll probably correct me. <laughs> okay. So my friends and I had plans to go to revolution hall and see welcome to night Vale. They, my friend Ashley gets here and, um, <laughs> Bob busts out this, these rice crispy treats that his, boyfriend made with weed in them and you we've talked about how like I can't do weed anymore because I'm like not functional but I did it I ate a half of one (laughs) and I'm so glad I only ate half they ate the whole one and I was lit like I was fucked up I started to panic I was like I can't be in public I can't be in public I need I can't do it but eventually got over that and we were, like, ready to go out. And my friend starts to go panic, too. And she starts to be like, I don't want to be out in public either. I just want to hang out with you guys, at, you know, here at your house. And, like, I'm like, we're like, come on, Ashley. We, like, Charlie the unicorn her, like, Ashley, come on, Ashley. <laughs> so we eventually, she's, like, making up this excuse that she doesn't have knees. <laughs> And we're like, come on, because Bob and I had gotten all done up. Like, we did our makeup really nice, and we did our hair really nice, and, like, got dressed up. And we we're like, we have to be seen. Like, god damn it. Like, we, we didn't do this for nothing. Right. And then um, Gooby had to go to the vet, like, no. emergency vet. So she has herpes. <laughs> Cat herpes. Oh no! Which I guess is pretty common. For... How does
1: that work? What what happens? What <clears throat> are there symptoms? What?
0: Yeah. So if you're, I got her from a shelter, and she was, you know, had a little rough life as a kitten. So she must have got it there. But basically, it can cause flare ups where like they get upper respiratory infections. So like her eye was closing and like staying closed, and she was sneezing and all mucusy, and I like mm. panicked because I. Like, you know, I like, what do you do? And there is a problem in Portland right now where all the vet clinics are booked up until like June. So I had to take her to the animal hospital. She cried so loud. And the carrier that like everybody in the waiting room turned around. (laughs) It was so embarrassing. She's just yelling the entire time. And yeah, she, they gave her, gave her some eye drops and said that it's probably going to be something she'll deal with forever. But Sad. yeah so Poor it's been girl. a shitty week yeah i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay hopefully but this
1: is gonna be a pick me up yeah because we I to... almost
0: canceled like coming here you were
1: like, totally allowed to do that anytime
0: no like... but i had to push myself to like do something sure. get out of the house and sure yeah i'll so. make it as fun as possible i'll try not to bring you down like i usually no, do no <laughs> you <laughs> come on <laughs> so i want to ask about your teaching though are you thinking of like maybe going full time into teaching like No. Probably not. No.
1: One of the (laughs) reasons I started doing it was simply based on how flexible the schedule is. Did I tell you I got an agent up in Seattle for acting
0: work? Oh, That's exciting. Yeah. So I've had him for a
1: couple months, but I haven't booked anything yet. Mm -hmm. But I've had a few auditions. He does a lot of mostly voice acting, which is how I got connected Mm -hmm. to him through another voice actor. He does some TV and commercial, some film. He also does a ton of hand modeling stuff.
0: Hand modeling? Yes. Ooh, that's a different breed.
1: Right. <laughs> so I've had one hand modeling audition. Let me you see
0: your hands. Nice. They're decent. Yeah, they're okay. those are good hands.
1: He sent me an email one day that goes, he goes, they're looking for people with normal looking hands. And I was like,
0: okay, sure. <laughs> Yours are pretty normal looking. <laughs> if they're normal. Yeah, they're hands. Yeah, their
1: hands that's, I guess that's the best compliment I could get is that they're not... You know, unique looking or something.
0: <laughs> you have really unique looking hands. Yeah. That's a very, that's a, that's an interesting backhanded handed compliment uh, to somebody yeah <laughs> anyway
1: exactly oh so about the flexible schedule mm-hmm. I've run my web design business and I do photography and and all the different things that I do because mm-hmm. that's how I want my life to be is mm-hmm. inconsistent and unstable <laughs> and uh Keeps but things I, exciting. I like things to be exciting yeah. and I like to have to I'm not a nine to five sit in an office and do the same job every day of the week like I just mm-hmm. I can't I can't focus and and do things. I need to be moving around doing different things. Mm -hmm. So the flexible schedule thing is working in a way that I can literally wake up in the morning and be like, do I want to work today teaching? Mm -hmm. Or do I have some other work opportunity? Or, you know, if I get booked for a job next Thursday. I just won't take a teaching job that day, which if I had a normal job, being able to go to your boss. Yeah, it'd be Mm -hmm. impossible to go like, hey, I've got a huge paycheck coming. I need next Thursday off. They'd be like, well, we need you here. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, great, I quit. Mm -hmm. So... You know, and, yeah. and I was talking to my therapist the other day about, about this teaching thing, because one of my things, one of my triggers, as it is for everybody, is financial instability. Mm-hmm. And I've, you know, hit a point where kind of my work dried up a little bit on the web development side. And so it got really shaky for a while. And I was talking to him about this realization that I had that now I'm licensed to be a substitute teacher. That's a lifetime. It's a Supreme Court appointment. You know, it's mm-hmm. I can do it until really? I die.
0: So you don't have to like take any other courses and keep anything up.
1: There's no continued training or anything that I'm aware of. Interesting. I may have to take you know a test every something if they ask me to, but Hmm. I haven't heard of that. Sweet. And so I always have this thing to fall back on that literally every weekday I can be like, I need some money. I'll go. Mm -hmm. I'll go. Just
0: like pick cherry pick. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That is so ideal, Yeah, especially for the, the way that you, you operate. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. So,
1: so I don't know, and they've been asking me, like, it has been a common question as I go into these teaching jobs where they'll pull me aside and be like, so are you thinking about teaching? They are so desperate for teachers. Oh, I bet. My friend up in Seattle that teaches, I think, was telling me about some survey he saw where like teacher satisfaction rates are like thirteen percent or something.
0: <sighs> that is tragic. And
1: That's... he says he, he is just he's been teaching for about you know, close to a decade now. And he said it is it has never been worse. And you see t- he said teachers are just quitting right and left. Yeah. They're understaffed. It's horrible. Yep. So
0: my friend um just quit her like preschool teaching job. It was just too much. The school is so poorly ran and they had very little support it was a private school mm-hmm. so i guess where you are really varies but yeah it seems to be a problem all over the place i really worry about mm. the next generation that's coming up because they their childhood has been so radically fucked up yeah like with the pandemic can you imagine being like two three four years old and and not having not having other kids to play with like that's that does something to you
1: they'll never i mean that's so much of human development is you have years where you get development time and if you don't get it Mm -hmm. you don't get it yeah ever never comes back so there's going to be a weird socialization of people that yeah
0: yeah and now now their education's all fucked up and then they're behind in reading yep well that's a bummer yeah (laughs) I told you this
1: is going to be a pick me up, and there we are.
0: Okay, so let's uh, move on to what's going on in the internet this week.
1: Perfect. Again, did I, you ask the kids? I didn't. Oh, um, Let me think for let me think for a second and see.
0: I found something on the internet this week, and it's very old. Okay. But I cried laughing. Can you pull up on YouTube? God, my YouTube watch history is so embarrassing. I was listening to B.O.B. airplanes <laughs> last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. It's YouTube comment reconstruction. <laughs>
1: YouTubers Sophie and Jillian Loves the beebs had a conversation on the video One Direction What Makes You Beautiful?
0: October 4th, 2013. <laughs> the
1: following is a reconstruction.
0: I have proof that Harry's gay. You're a shit-faced lot Brilliant. Right? Here we go. Instant
1: insult.
0: Baby, don't be such of a bitch. I <laughs> won't be a bitch. I was telling the truth. Harry's gay and I know it. You're just a direction hater. You have a picture of Harry, but you don't really like <laughs> Not like real directions.
1: Direction So why that's what don't you just about.
0: go and die under yeah. a tree? Are you serious? <laughs> Whenever I saw a direction hater, it's someone who was Arthur Believer before when they chose their name. I don't know, want whatever the big thing is. Go eat a shit. <laughs> I'll eat a shit.
1: After you tell me what your proof is that Harry is gay. You can't be a Harry girl and have a picture of Harry and think that Harry is gay. You're just a hater.
0: <laughs> and obviously not a Christian either. No. Well, you can't be a directional with a name like Jillian loves the beams. Are you serious? You don't even have a picture of Harry. So fuck you. <laughs>
1: News flash. You can love Harry and Justin. It's not a crime, okay? Also. It's so blatant that you don't have any proof.
0: Otherwise, you'd have already said it instead of being a bitch. Got
1: nothing to say. Is that because you're lying? And an
0: attention wall, like all haters?
1: I have a pick on my Twitter, the Harrier that proves he was gay. I'm not going to see my Twitter because you're being so disgusting. <laughs> Seriously.
0: Fuck off! I'm done. Uh, just because you can't accept that he'll never want you because you've got no dick.
1: Oh my god, I love this.
0: There are several of them from YouTube, like comment sections. That one was my favorite, probably, but uh, the Brian Eno one is so good. I mean, I recommend you check them out. I'm like,
1: gonna be watching all of these. Oh, I love that that concept of just having these old white men actors like <laughs> theatrical actors read like these real
0: out. thespians right in black and white yes
1: <laughs> oh my god that was
0: good <laughs> yeah so that's my thing that i love from the internet this that i found this week that's but good. it's from 2013 so but it's just coming back up yeah so as it happens we're back in familiarish territory this week with the timing of the success kid meme, because it made its debut on the internet back in 2007, uh, which is where we were for the Leave Britney Alone episode. Oh, so wow. This one's a little different, though, because it, it really started to gain traction in 2008. And it wasn't until 2011 that it actually gelled into like what we know now as the success kid. So last week, we didn't really get into what we remember of the internet in 2007 or where we were what we were doing at the time so kind of wanted to get into that what was happening with you
1: sure 2007 so this would have been three years after i graduated college no high school jesus (laughs) oh uh at least i'm younger than i thought i was (laughs) So, I would have been in college two thousand seven. My college life was essentially world of Warcraft and mm-hmm. using a peer to peer network sharing to mm-hmm. watch movies that's, um,
0: that's pretty universal, pretty for, standard for that time, yeah. yeah,
1: I would guess a lot of my time, oh man, I guess I could just talk about my world of Warcraft days. It was like <laughs> that was all I did. I was so depressed in college, and that mm-hmm. was just my like my escape and I would just play late into the night and then mm-hmm. sleep till noon, skip my classes. And <laughs> that was what I did. So, yeah. so I was, you know, internet for me was a tool to escape and it was video games. Mm-hmm. I, but I'm sure there was a lot of World of Warcraft memes in my life as well. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so, you were online, extremely online, but in a very. Certain place. Very isolated. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's pretty common with people who played World of Warcraft. Um, Isolation. Yeah. Yeah, I dated someone at that time around oh, really? two, around then who was really sucked into it yeah too. So yeah, it's very consuming. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing other than that. Ooh, this too. is interesting.
1: Video game memes took a dark turn in 2007. So, oh, this, this is sort of on topic.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, the Cake is a Lie, I do remember that.
1: Yeah, that coming from uh, Portal. hmm Yeah.
0: And then it got turned into a whole Scientology, anti-Scientology thing from Anonymous.
1: Okay, so this is an interesting quote. This is somebody being interviewed, meme librarian Amanda Brennan. We'll have to do some research. Do you know her?
0: I've heard of her. Okay. Yeah, in doing this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Amanda says, but in thinking about how gamer culture and internet culture collide and combine, there was a comic about video games that got serious. 2008 was the time when millennials who were making dumb jokes on the internet were like, oh wait, we have to be adults now. This is what real life is like. So the, yeah, this is kind of an interesting time where millennials mm-hmm. were first stepping into adulthood.
0: Yeah, I was 18 for most of that year. So- um- yeah, I was in. I was taking writing classes, but it was like that weird, not a girl, not yet a woman type of time yeah. in millennials' lives where we were somewhat adults. we right. were adults in name, but right. not quite there yet at least for me
1: and this would have been me just about to graduate college as a super depressed broken person being like oh shit i have to go be an adult now
0: and
1: the world is real so that's interesting that that we're kind of coming up kind of looking at this from that angle is that our age our you know our millennial group who was such a big part of creating meme culture was going through a development and we can sort of see that it'd be interesting to really look at like what the trajectory of all memes were through the eyes of like a millennial yeah and it's so kind of what we're doing I guess so yeah (laughs) yeah totally we are but seeing how we use memes to deal with our life development Mm -hmm. and yeah that's that's fascinating
0: yeah because everyone can the whole point of a meme is that everyone can relate to it in some way, or a lot of people can at least. I don't know. I was having a good time in 2007. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad. <laughs> I was like taking writing classes. I feel like I was a free bitch. Mm-hmm. Like um, didn't have a whole lot of responsibilities. I remember smoking hookah with my friends, running around golf courses at night, taking road trips to like Santa Cruz and yeah. San Francisco, and going on adventures and just living the life of like a carefree kid who has a driver's license and a car and can go into bars. Well, could go into strip clubs right? <laughs> if they were full nude, which is a weird law in California.
1: Yeah. It's so um, weird how that is different. Yeah. In different places.
0: So 21 plus strip clubs in California are topless only. They have to have bottoms. So, but the 18 plus ones are fully nude because yeah, they don't serve sense. alcohol in the oh. 18 plus ones. So people aren't going to get as, you know, creepy in theory. Yeah, in theory. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, whenever, I had a really good year that year. I, I look on it very fondly, personally. And as for the internet as a whole, the biggest thing I can remember, of course, is MySpace, which we talked about. And AIM was huge still. Yeah. And my Facebook memories, because I go back every day and check my Facebook memories so I can delete them because they're Same. embarrassing. Yep. Really. <laughs>
1: I think I've gotten to the point, because I've done that over the last couple of years, I Mm -hmm. think I'm at the point where it's filtered. Same.
0: I'm very, very close to being, but I still catch one every once in a while that's like, ooh, that's bad. (laughs) Yep. Um, (laughs) But yeah, the first iPhone came out in 2007. Wow. A few notable memes that premiered will probably be future episodes of this show are the dramatic chipmunk. Yep. What, what in the butt. (laughs) Yep. Two girls, one cup. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And the legendary, the Rickroll. So that, that was, was a all- big year. Yeah, it was a hell of a year for internet culture, 2007. So as we said earlier, we're talking about Success Kid, aka uh, his name is Sammy Griner. Sammy Griner. Yeah. What a lot of people don't know about Success Kid is that he wasn't always known as Success Kid. Like the meme has had kind of a different lives. Over the years, picture it, Mm -hmm. Florida, two thousand seven, on a beach. (laughs) Sammy's mom is a photographer. Her name's Lainey Greiner. She just got a new camera and she wanted to take pictures of her family, so they headed out to the beach. Uh, Sammy was eleven months old at the time, and you can actually see the rest of the photo set on on Flickr from that day. But one snapshot really stood out, which is the picture of Sammy with a handful of sand. And he's actually about to eat the sand, is what he was doing in the picture. So the family got home. Lainey put the photos up on Flickr and her Facebook page the same day that she took them. It got 300 likes that first day, which kind of is a big deal. Yeah.
1: For just kind of a random...
0: A mom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Just some mom on Flickr and Facebook. Quickly afterward, the photo kind of was relegated to the back of her mind. She didn't really think about it a lot. But in January of 2008, the image started popping up on my favorite... MySpace. I remember seeing it around that time with the caption, I'm a fuck you up. That was like the original caption that kind of went along with that photo. And in May of 2008, it was shared to an image hosting site called Pazam. Do you know that? I don't remember Pazam. Me either. So it it was on that image site with another, like another child photoshopped in the background with a ruined sandcastle. And it had the caption, I hate sandcastles. It just kind of like, you know, implying that Sammy had like smashed. The kid. <laughs> yeah. So people were making edits to it left and right. Lainey says at that point, she realized there was no getting the picture back because the internet had it Ooh. Mm-hmm. and I kind of want to want to know what your feelings are like what would you feel like if the internet now just owned a moment of your life
1: so I have two thoughts on that one is that because I put out dumb stuff of myself sometimes on the internet of me doing you know Halloween costumes or whatever that if it ever if something like that gained traction and it got me somewhere in life mm-hmm. I would take it I don't know, you know, what the repercussions of that would be, so that's a little scary, but mm-hmm. I feel like that stuff is a little pointed and like I use it as marketing material for my act right. or something like that. So I want that to catch on yeah, with the right people. Exactly. Yeah, it's intentional. Exactly. But if somebody had a picture of me at a wedding or something or a picture of me, you know, just walking down the street and I was tripping or, I, I don't know, something that that mm-hmm. made it, you know, worthy of looking at. I don't know how I'd feel about that. A, a right. pers- I think it's more if it's a personal moment and sort of like what this is, I would feel like I didn't give permission for that to be out in the world.
0: Yeah exactly yeah and that's kind of how she felt i actually went to her Flickr account because like i mentioned earlier it's still up you can see other photos in the set pictures of sammy as a tiny baby and like pictures of him growing up he's such a cute little guy Mm -hmm. um he's still an adorable little guy he's like 15 now wow on her Flickr, i found a screenshot of a myspace page with the i'ma fuck you up text overlaying it and her caption was just what the fuck like WTF. There's also another screenshot of her Facebook page where she says, Laney Robertson-Griner is pissed that some jackass stole Sam's picture. Remember how Facebook used to be like your name and then you is something like yeah. that? Yeah, that was, that was the time. So the caption under this, this screenshot of, you know, her own Facebook, it says, June 7th, 2008. The day I first discovered Sam's photo went viral. 10 months after I posted it, I'd sure love to think that jackass. So obviously, like, her attitude about it has turned around. She was conflicted, you know, but she's grateful because it has changed her family's life in many ways. The image of Sammy on the Beach really took off, and it morphed into something different than it had been beforehand once it hit advice animals. Did you ever subscribe to advice animals on Reddit? Or
1: I remember seeing them for a long time because, yeah, Reddit as it does goes through that cycle of posting you know, or the front page of Reddit is a collection of certain subreddits. Mm-hmm. And I remember advice animals being that time. Was and, I, huge. and I do remember that being one of the ones that I enjoyed seeing mm-hmm. randomly. Yeah. Yeah. Still up. Yeah.
0: It's still kicking. It really took on a new life once it hit advice animals in January of 2011. By the next month, there were over 3000 posts with the image on that subreddit alone. So wow. it really spread tens of thousands all over the internet and instead of having a negative message associated with it like fucking someone up or destroying a sandcastle it turned into it was like reincarnated into something with a positive message celebrating personal successes good luck one of them i found was like took 20 dollars to the casino left with five thousand, or didn't study got a test an a on my test anyway do you want to just like look up some yeah. success memes
1: push a button guy in the tv jumps that's cute <laughs> don't know a question on a test answer is in another question
0: I love when that happens. Oh, that's the
1: best. <laughs> that has to be intentional for the teachers that are like, if you're paying attention. Uh-huh. Yeah. There you're you go. are thinking
0: like a teacher now, Kyle. Yep. <laughs> you got to give them
1: a little clues. Yeah. Because they're idiots. Then...
0: <laughs> Called in the dog, broccoli down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Went to Taco Bell, accidentally gave me more tacos.
0: <laughs> love when that happens, too. Crib rail lowered by myself with no lights on. All right. Okay.
1: Needs quarter for soda, already one in the machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are so wholesome.
0: hmm Yeah. So when Lainey saw her first success kid meme, she hoped that this would be the version that would take off because it was so positive and sweet, and she felt like the other captions beforehand made Sammy look like a bully which he wasn't. He was a really good kid. He loved sandcastles, so he would never uh, (laughs) knock one down. Found out she likes video games.
1: (laughs) First time cooking without the recipe turns out delicious. Yeah, Yeah, these are cute.
0: Yeah. Since Sam was born in... He was born in September of 2006 prematurely, and he had to have brain surgery at six weeks old. Whoa! Laney felt like that was the most appropriate moniker for him was success kid because she felt like that was a lot more of a positive representation than how it was used before. It fit in the fact that he succeeded in living past you know, that really tough hurdle, like he came into this world kind of lucky in some ways and lucky and not, you know, unlucky in others. So once the image started going mega viral, Lainey actually licensed it through Getty Images to protect the image from exploitation from people trying to use it or make money off of it. So ad agencies would try to contact her to use the image. But I guess the process of going through so many contracts between Getty and the ad agencies was too complicated. So she decided to license it herself and copyrighted it in 2012. So the image of Sammy has been on in many commercials and ads, including Virgin Mobile UK and Vitamin Water. In 2013, she actually hired a meme manager, which I don't think a lot of people, well, maybe in recent years, a lot of people didn't know that was a thing until recently. But I think that's fascinating that there's a whole industry around meme culture. Like... To the
1: point where it gets to, you can hire a representative who is going to handle your meme for you. Exactly. That's so cool.
0: Yeah. So that led to deals with other companies and that image was used in posters around corporate HQ for Radio Shack, RIP. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It was on a screensaver for Xbox. It's been in ads for Coca-Cola, Honey Bunch's votes, and it was put out on t-shirts um, at high school Stephanie's favorite store, which is Hot Topic. During 2013, she also had the image license for Barack Obama's immigration reform campaign. It was in the advice animal format and said, Pass immigration reform, save taxpayers $897 billion. It was posted to the White House's Twitter along with a link to the study that showed that immigration reform would reduce the federal deficit by nearly $200 billion over the next 10 years. Naturally, this was met with pretty mixed reactions. Some people thought it was great that the White House was using memes to get their point across. Because that was so new. Uh, some people were like not so happy about the sentiment in there, of course. There are always going to be people who are shitty and anti immigration. Mm-hmm. You actually can still see the tweet, and I'm going to show it to you. Well,
1: and then the political part of me wants to be like, also, Obama's immigration policies kind of suck. Yep. And don't meme at me, White House. You're <laughs> going to be doing <laughs> shitty things.
0: Amen. Wow. That's wild. Feel free to scroll down in the comments. Uh oh. <laughs> see anything interesting i was just thinking of like reading some of these comments on t- i mean twitter is a cesspool too which is also why i haven't really joined yeah. it oh it'll be
1: better now that elon owns it he's gonna <sighs> clean it up
0: God. anyway yeah <laughs> glad i'm not, in, not i'm glad i'm not mentally invested or emotionally invested in twitter at this right. point because uh, anyway. it's gonna die it's yeah it's not gonna be the same that's for sure yeah. So one of these, some of these replies are just horrible. So like people tweeting at the White House, or you could just stop your out of control spending or that. And then another one says, let my Mexican N words live. And then there's a positive one. The White House finds an efficient communication channel at last. The kid meme. So like some people are happy about it, you know? Anyways, at RaffleCon in 2012, (laughs) Lainey said that she's been accused of exploiting Sammy by copywriting and profiting off of her son's image. So how do you feel about that? You're shaking your head. Good for her. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, Uh that is her property. It's her, I mean, not her child, but I mean, kind of her property also. I mean,
0: she took the photo. It's her child. Yes.
1: The photo is her property is Mm -hmm. what I meant. Yes. Do what you want with it. She's not using it for any nefarious means. She's licensed. She's being selective about who she's licensing it out to, it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, we can get into nitpicking and be like, well, she's licensing it to these big corporations to, you know, make money for themselves. But, you know, kids got to eat also. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, wouldn't you? Wouldn't we seize on that opportunity too? I absolutely would. Yeah.
1: To go back to your earlier question, <clears throat> if there was a moment of my life that ends up being memed, God forbid.
0: <laughs> Seriously? Oh, no. <laughs>
1: I will do whatever it takes to own that meme right. and not let it be used. She's Look, it's on the internet. There are so many things that have gotten on the internet and be, been used for horrible reasons, for horrible memeing, what have you. She took control of it. This mm-hmm. is almost sounds like textbook what you should do with your intellectual property.
0: Exactly. She didn't make the, the photo viral. It just, she, her family, Sammy was plucked out of obscurity and the internet had it. Like she said, she might as well do something with it. She might as well have some control as his mom. He can't do it. He's too little.
1: And she's protecting him. Exactly. And protecting his future and his future image. Good exactly. for her. I, I'm mad at those people that. Our shit talking. Me
0: too. Me too.
1: If you're listening out there and you're against Lainey, (laughs) fuck you. You're
0: on our enemies of the pod (laughs) list, (laughs) the Rogues Gallery. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So as an aside, okay, we were talking about like earlier. I don't. We didn't use this word, but like manifesting things. I feel like we should have a vision board for this podcast, and I think. A really easy goal for us could be going to RaffleCon, like, if it's still there. Yes. Yeah. Like, some kind of meme convention. Uh Oh. was. was. That's a bad sign. Oh, man. That's on my budget time travel agency thing (laughs) I want to do is go back (laughs) to RaffleCon in 2008. Yeah, it's not looking good. There are other meme conventions, though. They do have a website. Yikes, this looks old. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It fits.
1: Oh, it's from the Internet Archive.
0: Oh. Not looking good. (laughs) <laughs> but there are like there's if it's not Rafflecon and name there's other meme conventions and we can definitely make it a goal to go It would be really convenient if there was one in the pacific northwest
1: yeah we'll do some research on that yes and we'll see you there listeners
0: yeah we'll see you there we'll set up our own booth an yeah. unauthorized booth <laughs> <laughs> right. just like a table <laughs> with some chairs right but yeah so on the subject of like having control of that image she's protecting like you said she's protecting sammy from his image you know from being used for nefarious reasons so a big Example of this is that Republican Representative Steve King from Iowa. Oh, who, that
1: piece of shit.
0: I had never heard of him until I was researching this. So he's definitely on our enemies of the pod. He's definitely on our shit list. Fuck that guy. Anyway, he illegally used the photo of Sammy for a fundraising campaign in 2020. The caption overlay said, fund our memes and Photoshop Sammy over the background of the U.S. Capitol, which that's not even funny. Like, I don't get it.
1: The right can't meme.
0: Can't. They
1: can't. They're so unfunny. If I can just take this minute to say, every single thing, the let's go Brandon shit is not funny. It's not not clever. It doesn't
0: even, it's a forced meme. Like that didn't happen organically. They forced it to happen.
1: Hey, what a surprise conservatives forcing things.
0: Mm, Yeah. How about that? You're all on my shit list. (laughs) You identify as
1: conservative and you're listening to
0: this. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yep. Yeah. So here is the the post from Facebook from Steve King. God,
1: oh, it's so frustrating.
0: Mm-hmm. So Laney sent a cease and desist letter over it, saying that he's one Good. of the one of the very worst politicians around. Yep, which seems to be pretty true. He's racist. He's anti multi. Why can't I say this word? Multiculturalism? Anti-immigrant has made anti-Semitic remarks and ties to white nationalist organizations. To give some perspective on what a piece of shit this guy is, even Republicans were embarrassed of him. In 2019, he was actually stripped of his House Committee seats for saying, white nationalist, white supremacist, Western civilization. How did that language become offensive? Wow. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to report anyway that Steve, or... Steve King. He's lost. dead? No. Oh. We wish. Yeah. Fuck him. Uh, he lost the election in 2020, though. So to another Republican, but I guess we'll take what we can get. Yeah, his area is probably gerrymandered to fuck. So I found a pretty interesting Wired article about this, which brings up the controversy of copywriting a meme. Mm-hmm. Um, because it does bring up some really important questions about, about memes with regard to the law, because... Obviously, if making and sharing memes had legal recourse, that would completely grind meme culture to a stop. It would staunch expression, completely change the landscape of the internet if if that got out of hand. So the Wired article quotes Derrigan Silver, who researches internet law at the University of Denver as saying, the real legal questions are two. Did he violate the Griner's right of publicity? And can King prove that his campaign's version of the meme is a fair use of Griner's copyrighted material? Memes are generally protected under fair use as commentary and satire, there's a modification of the original work at play. So in this case with Steve King, he wasn't really using it as a meme in the traditional sense. He wasn't using it to celebrate uh, a win or make it or even make a funny comment or anything. He was just trying to make money for his campaign, which is not Use. Lainey was understandably upset that her son's image was being used by such an asshole, and she said that bigotry is just the antithesis of what we want to be in association with the meme. And in response to the legal threats, Steve King's post got taken down by his team. So Sammy did an interview on BuzzFeed's I Accidentally Became a Meme series in 2020 when he was about 13 or 14. He says that he has had conflicting feelings about being a famous meme especially since he was so young and he doesn't even remember taking the photo. People have often come up to him which I'm not sure how people would even recognize him. Like I babies kind of all look the same to me, but <laughs> I guess he's a distinctive looking baby, but I, if I saw him as a teenager, I don't think I would be able to recognize him. So people have often come up to him and asked him to do the pose and as people who have previously been teenagers, we can probably imagine how annoying that would be being associated with your baby self. Because, you know, as a teenager, you don't want anything to do with your younger self, like you're not a baby anymore. So that must be annoying. Yeah. But um, he said that he feels like a normal, lazy teenager. He's followed uh, in his dad, Justin's footsteps of being an artist and and his dad makes some pretty phenomenal art. And, wow. um, looks like Sammy's is pretty good, too. Cool. All in all, Sammy reached a point where he felt like he didn't really want to be known as Success Kid, which is understandable. Mm -hmm. But then Sammy's dad, Justin, got really sick. Uh, So not long before Sammy was born, his dad was diagnosed with a kidney kidney failure and was going into dialysis three times a week. So those dialysis appointments were four hours per session, and he had to do it for six years dialysis is a pain in the ass like that's really have you ever known anybody who has to do it no fortunately yeah my great aunt had to do it and she was always exhausted afterward because they're basically hooking you up to a machine with tubes and like taking your blood out and cleaning it and putting it back in like that's got to be uncomfortable at the very least so justin really needed a kidney transplant but because we live in a dystopian hellscape of a country, (laughs) the cost of the drugs needed to, so that his body wouldn't reject the new kidney, um, was way too expensive. Um, the family just couldn't afford it. So in April of 2015, Laney started to go fund me for the cost of a transplant. And their goal was $75,000 for the medical costs associated with this procedure. It's just so fucked up that we have to turn to Mutual, like mutual funds, not mutual funds, but, you know, we have to reach out to other people, (laughs) private people, to donate to us to cover medical care. That's so fucked up. So initially, Lainey didn't want to have Success Kid be a part of the GoFundMe pitch but she did wind up changing her mind. She posted it on her Twitter with the caption if everyone who ever created a success kid meme donated $1, we could save success dad's life. So the GoFundMe campaign was posted on uh, was reposted on Reddit and within the first 5 days it received donations of nearly $9,000 from about 300 people and it just kept racking up. Then a user by the name of Irish Prof Shout out to Irish Prof, I guess. <laughs> um, posted the link to the fundraiser on Reddit with the subject line, Calling all Redditors, Success Kids Dad Needs a Kidney. Donate here. Post shot to the front page of Reddit, which made the donations explode to about $83,000 within just a few days. It just kind of goes to show you that Reddit, Reddit isn't all horrible. <laughs> you really can be. But I thought this was a really cute um, meme from this time it says appeals to reddit for donations smashes target with sammy pumping his fist so during this time they received an outpouring of support with a ton of messages coming in and telling them how much the success made an impact on their lives and how much it meant to them and laney said that it felt like they were getting a giant hug from the world (laughs) which (laughs) that's gotta be so emotional like and it went it's just interesting to me because it it Going back to when it first happened, she was so upset about it, and um, it had such a negative connotation, and now, you know, it created this sense of love and community with the family and the rest of us. So Justin did get his kidney transplant, and he seems to be—he's— seems to be recovered. What I thought was really sweet was that the family found out that a lot of healthcare workers actually use the Success Kid meme to celebrate patients recovering from their own, recovering or in their own successes. So Sammy felt it like it was really good that people who were saving other people's lives were using his picture. And he's, he feels kind of humbled since all he did really was try to eat sand. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So he's a teenager now, Um, Sammy's 15 as of this recording, and in the BuzzFeed video from 2020, he says he feels like a typical teen where he's at a point in his life where he doesn't know what he's doing or where he's going in life, but that he does feel like he wants to get to the point where he can create things that will inspire people just as much as Success Kid does. Nice. Yeah. I couldn't find a whole lot about what's going on with Sammy and the family in 2022, but I'm assuming that no news is probably good news. The latest update from their official Facebook page is a post from April of last year, 2021, which was a link to buy the NFT of the original photo. And as of this recording, it's going for... (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) How many Ethereum? Don't ask me to explain cryptos or (laughs) NFTs. I just, I'm just going to say it. I don't understand it. And I probably never will. Do you know anything about?
1: Not really. Uh, I did see something probably on Reddit yesterday or day before that said that a lot of the the NFT market has dropped by like ninety five percent or something oh, wow. like that. Like it's just crashing. So I think it may be dead. Maybe. So you don't have to figure out anything because it's it's going to be a thing of the
0: past. <laughs> like I own a few, um, not NFTs. I own a few like uh, cryptos, mm-hmm. but I don't know how they work. Yeah, don't.
1: I bought into some Bitcoin at the <laughs> at the suggestion mm-hmm. of a friend. I only put two hundred and fifty dollars yeah. in. Uh-huh. And I think the price was somewhere around forty six thousand per Bitcoin mm-hmm. at the time. So I'm owning a fraction of a Bitcoin yep. and then pretty immediately it crashed down to like thirty K. Oh no. And so I lost, <laughs> you know, seventy five dollars or Damn. something. And it's never quite climbed out of that hole yeah. along with everything else in the market right now. But um I kind of figure it's two hundred and fifty bucks. If someday it, it, you know, skyrockets again, cool. If not, it's yeah. been a fun experience just to see how it works
0: yeah i yeah i've got like you know couple cents of a an ethereum Mm -hmm. and like some a little tiny bit of bitcoin and like a little tiny bit of litecoin and i just i look at it as a like possible retirement like or a savings account like it's just kind of sitting there i'm not doing anything to it i'm not touching it but yeah so this is the first meme of a child that we've done and initially you know we kind of talked about maybe not doing children but we kind of wanted to stay away from memes with kids involved especially since especially if they're still minors but i felt comfortable with this one particularly because sammy's parents are so involved and uh, how his image is used and they're very protective of it. Jury's still out on how Sammy's going to feel about it as an adult, but I really hope that he's able to come to peace with it and enjoy the financial security that it's given him. So what do you think that would be like to grow up as a meme? Like coming into this world, basically your whole life being known by everybody. What would what would you think that would be like?
1: So it makes me think of child actors mm-hmm. and... You know, I wanted to say it's unfortunate that he had no control over any of this as a child. It sounds like his parents did everything right, from what I can gather. It would just be like the Olsen twins or something. Mm -hmm. They had no choice over what they were doing. I'm sure they wanted to act when they were kids, maybe.
0: Not from what I've heard. Oh, no. no. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah.
1: Okay, maybe I can find a better example. (laughs) But. In theory, you have, let's say you have a child who wants to act. Mm -hmm. They obviously don't know what the hell they're doing financially, to their future, to their reputation, and you've got to hope that the only thing that is holding things together is their parent or guardian, Mm -hmm. and maybe there's an example out there somewhere of somebody doing it right. But this is a case where he was propelled into stardom without any say in the matter.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. If it's going to happen, I'm kind of repeating myself, but if it's going to happen, this is the way to do it. Right. If it were to happen to me, I could only hope that this is how it would happen to me. Mm -hmm. That in a world where a capitalist society, where we need money, we need money for our kidney transplants, Mm -hmm. you may as well take it while you have the opportunity. Right. And that's easy for me to say, but I hope that Sammy can be like, you know what, Here, this was a gift mm-hmm. in a way that I didn't really, I didn't have to do anything and I got this outpouring of support by the good part of the internet. Right. And I, I'm just really trying to focus on the good parts because something good came out of this. Right,
0: right. Yeah. Yeah, I think you said it. I think that's his case is the best case scenario yes. of what could have happened. I'm sure it has been tough for him. It's at least been kind of weird cuz I mean, you know, when you're when you're a teenager, especially like a younger teenager, like, you know, in junior high, you don't want to stick out. You don't want to be I mean, I still don't want to be perceived right. <laughs> in general, but, <laughs> but you know, it's really bad whenever you're that young. And uh, I mean, I'm sure it kind of made things awkward for him maybe, but I don't know. I think you're totally right where his parents have seemed to do everything right and, and he's pretty well protected. So hopefully when he gets to college that like helps with the ladies or gents or... And bees. (laughs) Right. I'm sure it will. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to be with a bee? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, so just as a follow up This is not, this is pretty much it, like that's the end of my research, but we were talking about past Facebook, our own past Facebook posts and things that we are going back and deleting and how horrible the internet and we were back in the day and, you know, how far we've come. I wanted to share with you a post that I found on my own Facebook from August 29th of 2009. Oh, yeah. Can you, because I'm too ashamed to even read it. Can you just read what it says?
1: So this is a an article, a whole lot of juggalos in one place. And Stephanie wrote, wow, there is not one person in these photos that I don't want to punch in the face.
0: <laughs> so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Um,
1: That's not terrible.
0: It's awful. I, I apologize to my juggalo cousins and my uh, juggalo acquaintances i was totally wrong about you and i was a dick and i'm sorry but i gotta own up to that and i also have to show you the set of photos that i was referring to <laughs> it's called a journey through the 2009 juggalo gathering so feel free to yes. to scroll down and view those
1: so there is this very small town <laughs> The introduction picture looks like a town that doesn't have a stoplight in it. <laughs> that you just drive through as quick as you can. And a little rusted sign with white chalk or something that says, Welcome juggalos with a apostrophe. So
0: uh-huh. <laughs> starting out a little rough.
1: Yeah. And then underneath that it says whoop whoop. Whoop whoop which must be part of their thing. Okay. Uh
0: That's the juggle mating call, so to speak.
1: And the next picture is the Juggalette's Bistro, which is a poster board with cut-out pieces of paper. It looks like somebody printed the different options, including one hot dog and sausage, that they cut out and just pasted on this. (laughs) And then here we go into the people. Mm -hmm. All right. Walmart cooler, Packham Miller light, lots of bandanas, and, of course, face paint. Mm-hmm. What is that hairstyle called with the, like, just multiple braids? It's just making me think of Coolio and Weird Al. Oh, Elle.
0: God, yeah.
1: It seems like a thing um, white people shouldn't do. Yes,
0: it does. <laughs> Very much so. I don't know what that's called.
1: Uh, a lot of flashing, uh, what what some would, in, would interpret as gang signs, mm-hmm. but I'm sure are part of the jugolo culture. Let me see
0: here. Yeah, no idea.
1: At least that person's <laughs> not white that has the multiple <laughs> braids. But yeah, I, I get it. I I would see these people and at this point in my life, I am on such a, you do you, I don't give a shit. Exactly.
0: But they I, look like they're having fun.
1: I would have made fun of them 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean-
1: You're yeah, not a monster.
0: The, but the charming thing about go- Juggalos is that they don't take themselves seriously and they- they don't give a fuck what people think which i think is i love that trait in a person and yeah i just i'm very sorry to juggalos especially i don't know if you caught it but i am a monster because there's a pregnant woman in these photos and i said i wanted to punch them all in the face (laughs) it's terrible
1: yeah you you did say that yep so
0: yep Mm -hmm.
1: you're a slight monster but you've gotten better so that's okay (laughs)
0: yeah um improvement is the goal but yeah 20 year old me is definitely an enemy of the pod and on my shit list so (laughs) i can fuck off um so yeah do you have any last thoughts what do you think about success kid like anything that we didn't cover
1: yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy that this is a, a happier meme. I'm glad that we do get to do one on a child who is, or everything that we can tell, doing okay. Mm-hmm. And that this has been a boost in life and not a detriment.
0: Which we needed since we did such a sad subject last week. Yes. And it's been a shit week yeah. <laughs> in the world right now. Right.
1: So, yeah. so it's, it's nice to have something that's positive mm-hmm. and uplifting. This is one of the memes that I do remember pretty fondly. I love the advice animal format. I... I forgot that it was just a picture at first. I Mm -hmm. forgot that it got popularity, that it gained some traction just from that. Because I always remember the, like, I always want to say, like, kaleidoscope Mm -hmm. style of the advice animals. And it was always such a positive one. I don't remember any... I have no negative feelings towards this meme. It was always just every time it came up, it was like, yeah, cool. Something cool happened.
0: Yeah.
1: So this is a really... This is a really sweet one that, mm-hmm. that I'm glad we can talk about.
0: Me too. Yeah. What do you think about making our own success kid meme right now? <laughs> yes.
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: See have you ever made a meme before?
1: I don't know that I have. Uh no, that's not true. I know I have. I just can't can't remember what I did.
0: I'm horrible at it. Like for I, I feel like I always go into it with a good idea and then it comes out way too specific. And <laughs> right. Like, nobody can relate to this. Like but yeah, we should make an attempt. Yeah. Do you want to go to, I think it's called Meme Generator? Yep. So what do we want for this meme? What do we want it to say? Do you, can you think of any recent successes that you've had or or good luck?
1: My mind's immediately going to teaching because that's all that's in my mind anymore. Mm-hmm. Something stupid like, be mean to kids. <laughs> they follow your directions anyway. <laughs>
0: Oh, I like or, that. Or I should say,
1: be a hard ass to kids. Uh-huh. They draw you pictures at the end of the day.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Because that's yes. just like stuck
1: in my heart right yes. now. Like, it was so cute.
0: Do you want to make it? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I the, made a meme. You did it. Yes. The, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So so it says, be a hard ass to students. They draw you pictures anyway. Oh, cute. I love it. I'm trying to scramble to think of like what mine would be from this week. I mean, I did. okay, Okay. I went out to dinner with Libby and we went to this adorable little Thai restaurant downtown. And we were sitting there and we were talking about like what a rough time we're having. And then all of a sudden surprise karaoke happens (laughs) and like she's like talking about some issues she's having and then actually i'll just show you
1: what song is it
0: that's right here waiting yes (laughs) 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 um so i guess mine could be Oh, and the best part was that I was facing the opposite direction from the karaoke people and Libby had to look at them. So if they were doing badly, I can make any face I wanted. And (laughs) so that was nice. I guess. How do I tie that into a meme? Like went out for dinner, got dinner in a show. Yeah. Went out for dinner, surprise karaoke. Yeah. Yeah. That one? Yeah, sure. See, that's too specific. (laughs) This is why I suck at memes, because they're just, that's not relatable. <laughs> mm, I'm changing my mind. Maybe went out to dinner, got dinner and a show.
1: That's just wholesome. It's simple and it's wholesome. Yeah, That's what it should be.
0: Yep, exactly. Very nice. Awesome. I just wanted to say thank you for being here today with us. Uh, we really appreciate all two of you <laughs> listening. And thank you mostly to the Griner family, especially Sammy, who was thrown into this crazy world being famous pretty much right off the bat. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you didn't, please don't tell us. <laughs> we love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening to Meming of You. If you liked what you heard, check us out on Instagram at Meming of You and visit our website at memingofyou.com. Rate and review us on Spotify, Apple Music, and wherever else you get your podcasts.